I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. So what's the hardest part of personal finance? It's the personal part, right? It's trying to figure out all of the different information, whether it's from this podcast or blogs you read, or maybe you read Money Magazine or other resources, and you're constantly trying to figure out, is this going to work for me? Is this what I should be focusing on? I think that is the hardest part about personal finance, and also about us not teaching about this stuff. So you're really in this complete cloud of confusion. But imagine a time 
when your questions could be answered, where you could feel like you maybe have a little direction, even if you don't have all of the answers, you have at least just a little bit of information to help you figure out which way you should go, what decision you should make, what the pros and cons are, all of that. I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're tackling your Ask Shauna questions. So hopefully we can shine a light on a few little tips that you should be thinking about when you're trying to figure out what in the world you should do with your money. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Hey, so I just want to say thanks to all of you. Millennial Money actually has been nominated for a Podcast People's Choice Award in the business category. It's a super big deal, and I feel so privileged and honored to be nominated, but I actually won't know until September if we won, but seriously, cross your fingers, cross your legs, cross everything. It would be so cool to have millennial money appreciated in that way, and I just want to thank everybody who's listening, whether you're a new listener or you've been listening to my voice for quite a long time now. Those of you who have shared about Millennial Money, who've left reviews, who are writing in, ask Shauna questions, you make me love what I do, and I never, ever imagined that podcasting would be this fun and this exciting and this therapeutic, if you will. And I really feel like I have this connection with you and in a really bizarre way because it's not like I can see you, but I don't know, this is going to sound totally wiggy and, and crazy, but I literally feel like when I'm podcasting, when I'm doing new episodes, I really feel like I can connect with you and and that you're like in the same room that I am. And I know that's totally bizarre, but... I think you get to this place when you've been doing podcasting for as long as I have been doing where you have to embrace that. And if you don't feel that, if you don't feel that connection, it's going to be really hard to keep a podcasting. Um, I mean, I just, I'm asked by people all the time about podcasting tips and tricks and, and how in the world do I keep going or, you know, we're over now three and a half years of podcasting. And honestly, I listened back to some of those early episodes and, <laughs> oh God, it's not good. I mean, my technology wasn't good. My audio wasn't good. I didn't really know what I was doing. And, you know, three and a half years ago, the podcast landscape looked so completely different than it looks now. Uh, it just, it blows my mind. I mean, it's, it's, really hard now, I think, for an individual podcast to gain an audience because the market is just like flooded by all of these companies who know how to do or play, I should say, the iTunes game, who know how to get featured, you know, all of those things. I mean, when I was first podcasting, 
we got featured, uh, I think it was maybe three weeks into podcasting by iTunes in the new and noteworthy category. And one of my friends texted me one day and she's like, oh my God, you're going to freak out. Your podcast is like number two and Rachel Maddow and all of them are, are way below, you know, millennial money. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. How does that even happen? That cannot be possible because the podcast was not that great back then, but we were, we were featured and, you know, I, I wish that I knew now what I, I guess I should say that's the wrong way to say that. I wish I knew then what I knew now and I could have cultivated those downloads a little bit more and maybe made the show a little bit better, but whatever. Hindsight's 2020, right? It can't go back. can't change it. I'm happy that you're, you're here and, and with us now and uh, I just, I honestly like can't say it enough. I probably sound like a broken record, but it really does mean a lot to me that you're continuing to listen and that you're continuing to share the show. And that's really the only reason, you know, or a way I should say that we can keep millennial going and we can keep growing the podcast and we can keep doing cool new things. I've got so many things that I'm working on for 2019, including doing some live millennial money events kind of around the states here, a book project, like so many amazing things that I hope will resonate with you. And I hope will be just an extension from what we're doing here, but I can't do it without you. I can't do it without your reviews. I can't do it without your, your sharing and continuing to spread the word of millennial money. So all of those of you who do that, I, it means the world to me. Like if I could throw a party for you, I would. In fact, that's what I'm going to try and do in 2019 is to throw a party so we can all learn and grow and celebrate and connect in a different way from the podcast. So we're not just kind of a face or I should say a voice and I'm imagining your face, what you look like. Um, that sounds really creepy. I didn't mean to be creepy. So I do want to have, before we get into the questions, a shout out to the Millennial Money Fan of the Month. This was an awesome email to get from Des, and he said, hey there, I just want to say thanks so much for the great episode this week. I'm a black male and big fan of your weekly shows and just really appreciate your past episode with Roz. Racism, hatred, etc. the past couple years in America has really left me hopeless for our future. But hearing shows like this gives me some hope and lets me know there are still good folks out there in the world, and that's what it will take. Whites, blacks, yellows, etc., simply coming together and trying to build and conquer these systematic issues going on. So just thanks for that show and keep doing what you're doing and I'll always support and be waiting for my Google Music Alerts to pop up with your new shows, Des. So Des, thank you so much for that email. I know I emailed you personally back. But I just wanted to share that on an episode because that really is the essence of what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring you so many different topics, ideas, entrepreneurs, musicians, big ideas, small ideas, people who have radically changed their life, people that are in the middle of radically changing their lives, and of course, personal finance tips and strategies so that this podcast could be really well-rounded and so that everybody feels like they have a place here. And that's really my personal mission is to help everybody feel welcome and to throw out all the BS that's going around in the world today and 
really be somebody who is positively connecting us, hopefully, even if it's just through my voice and through this podcast, but doing my part to bring people together. And I would I would also encourage you, you know, if there's something you can do, if there's something in your community or in your work or in your personal life, whatever it may be, where, you know, we could be those voices of of kindness and generosity and grace and, you know, trying to see things through other people's eyes. I would encourage you to try to do that. I mean, we've got a few months left in 2018. Let's just try and make this thing like banging good, you know? Um, that's what that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. So I really appreciate that email. And I hope that that resonates with you as you're listening to this podcast, because that's certainly what I'm trying to do. And look, if you're listening and there's maybe a topic I haven't covered or somebody I haven't talked to and you feel like a strong connection to that, to that idea, to that topic, send me an email. There's a link in the show notes every single week. You can send me an email and, you know, let me know your ideas. Let me know what topics you feel aren't being addressed so that we can dive into those. Okay. So we have had a lot of Ask Shauna questions emailed in. A lot of you have emailed back personally, but there are two kind of doozy questions that I absolutely want to get into today because I feel like they might resonate with a lot of people and give a lot of people just a little food for thought. Okay, so the first question comes from DJ. And DJ says, hi, Shauna. First off, love your show. I just had a quick question regarding student loans. I have about $10,000 left in my student loans with roughly a 5% interest rate. My question to you is, what benefits or drawbacks could there be if I take a loan from my 401k to pay off my student loans? I've been thinking about this for quite some time, and the only reason not to is the fact that I could make that $10,000 work harder if I were to leave it in my 401k because chances are the market will continue to do better than 5%. But on the flip side, it would be so empowering, liberating to say I paid off my student loans all by myself. Not only that, but I will have, in a sense, made a guaranteed 5% on that $10,000 because I'm no longer paying interest on it. I otherwise would have for the remaining life of the loan had I not paid it off. Thanks for all you do and looking forward to hearing back from you. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. 
They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today, and I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses, and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. 
Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is a great question. <laughs> um, both of these questions today that we're going through, there are so many layers of complexity to them. So I'm going to do my best to give you some guidance, but again, this has to be a personal decision. So I can give you some food for thought, and then I want you to figure out what makes sense to you. And this is really important to anybody who's listening. If you're at one of these like forks in the road where you're trying to figure out pros versus cons, what makes most sense it's really important to weigh those things out, like get out a piece of paper, write down pros, write down cons, write down everything you can think of and look at the list, you know, and the list doesn't necessarily have to determine what direction you go in, but it really helps visually if you can get it out on a list, because then you have an idea of what you're dealing with, you know? So in this situation, of course, there's going to be pros and there's going to be cons and you know, you, you you have to weigh those, but then you also have to figure out, okay, let's say I've got 10 cons and I've got three pros. I'm just making this up. Let's say I'm in whatever financial situation. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. I made my list. I look over my pros and cons. I realize I have way more cons than I have pros, but I know that I would feel a million, trillion, billion times better if I did X, if I did whatever my decision was, even knowing that I've got all of these 10 cons, if I know internally, knowing myself that I'm going to feel so much better, I'm going to either have less stress or I'm not going to be depressed or I'm not going to have anxiety, that's something to pay attention to. It really is. And it may go a totally against normal personal finance wisdom, but who the hell cares? If at the end of the day, it's not, uh, what's the good word I'm looking for? If it's not destructive to your life, it's really not destructive to your finances. Now, I'm not talking about like, hey, you want to go off and you want to buy something super expensive and you know all the cons are are bad, but you decide to go buy it anyway and then it you know, it just financially devastates you. That's not what I'm talking about. But in a situation like this, you know, you could be looking at something like that, like that scenario, right? So a couple of things. If you take money out of your 401k, two things happen. One, you will owe it back. You will be paying it back 
to the company. So you need to figure out what is the interest rate associated with your 401k, because there is always an interest rate associated with borrowing money from your 401k. It's different than a Roth or an IRA. A Roth, you can take out your own contributions at any time. You just can't take out the growth without penalty. All right. So that's easy. That one's easy. An IRA, if you take money out, there are special exceptions, but let's just say you take money out, you will have to pay tax and penalty on that money, but you don't have to pay it back into the IRA. Does that make sense? So with your 401k, you've got to know what that interest rate is. The reason this is really important, A, is obviously you're going to be making monthly payments on that. And B, if you leave the job, you're actually going to owe that money back, like right away, like the day you leave. So I had a friend who borrowed money out of her 401k for a down payment on her house. It was a rather large sum of money. She had been making payments back for a couple of years, and then she got this like amazing job offer. So she had actually forgotten about the 401k loan. She took the new job, and then immediately... <laughs> She got a letter, a notice uh, from HR saying that she owed X amount of dollars back, like lickety split. And she freaked out because she had forgotten. Actually, she had taken the loan out and she tried to, you know, bargain, if you will, with the HR department, with the 401k loan servicer. That didn't really work. It was just a bad situation. Now, I've I've had people who have worked out payment plans to pay back the money to the 401k after they left the job. I have heard of that. So I'm not saying that there isn't a workaround, but I just want you to be full disclosure, fully aware that when you take money out of your 401k, it's most likely a loan with an interest rate associated. All right. So that's negative number one. Number two is, of course, like you said, it isn't compounding for the future, which you may or may not care about. I mean, You may have a relatively small 401k balance, and so taking $10,000 out for you might be like, I don't care. What's the big deal, right? So, uh, you know, again, that's, that's something that you've got to decide for yourself. Okay, if your interest rate is 5%, like you said, that's still considered the quote unquote smart debt in the personal finance space. Because yes, The market right now is returning, on average, a higher rate, but of course, that could change. And it also depends on your investments, which is based off your risk tolerance. I don't have any of that information, so I don't know. Maybe you're a more conservative person. Maybe your investments aren't returning more than 5%. Maybe you're super risky and your investments are, and that's something to pay attention to. Absolutely totally agree with your statement of you pay off your student loan, you have immediately made 5%, except if you have a loan on your 401k, then you have not made 5%. (laughs) See where I'm going with this? Because you actually are having an interest due on the amount you borrowed. So you're going to have to subtract that from the 5%. So what are you left with? Are you left with zero? Are you left with 2%? Are you left with 3%? 
you're probably not left with something that is super encouraging. So something to think about. Again, I don't know all your particulars. I'm just giving you some guidelines here, some things to think about. One thing is, you know, could you increase your payment to the student loan and cut the payoff period maybe in half? You know, it might not take you a ton of extra money each month to make that happen. There are a bazillion payoff calculators online. Uh, Nerd Wallet, I know, has a really good payoff calculator. If you just Google credit card or student loan, sorry, we're dealing with student loans here. Same difference, right? But if you Google student loan payoff calculator, you're going to get a ton of different responses. And, you know, you can click on there and you can figure out, okay, based off your interest rate and your current monthly payment, how much extra would you need to pay each month to supercharge that payoff? Something to look at. Maybe you've already done that. I don't know. You know, could you put any raise this year that you're going to get towards your student loans so that you could have that student loan paid off quicker, but you're not having to attack your 401k? But again, I circle back to at the end of the day, if you cannot stomach it, then you have to make the decision for yourself. And it wouldn't be the worst decision in the world as long as you weigh the pros and cons and you're cool with them. If you're cool with them, who cares? You've got nobody else to answer to, right? And I am not going to tell you that you've made a bad decision because it's your decision. Sleeping at night is worth a lot. I mean, there were a lot of money decisions that that I've made in my life where I have said blatantly, okay, I know this isn't necessarily the most personal finance friendly decision. Maybe it's not the advice I would give to somebody that had hired me. However, I got to sleep at night. I got to feel like I have some relief, like something has happened, like I've turned over a leaf, whatever whatever it may be. I mean, there's a million different times in my life where I've gone through decisions like that. So I could go on and on. In fact, I'm going to do a podcast episode soon about the 10 biggest money mistakes I've made. I think that may be enlightening to a lot of you. (laughs) It's certainly airing my dirty laundry, but I feel like it's important for me to kind of come, come to you like bearing all so that you can see that, you know, none of this stuff, none of the mistakes have broken me. They've potentially made me better. I think, I think they've made me better, certainly made me a better planner. Um, but the point is you got to sleep at night. So do whatever feels good to you, whatever makes most sense to you. But, you know, obviously obviously knowing the pros and cons helps. All right, so our next question is from Anonymous. I love Anonymous. Anonymous emails are perfect. And Anonymous says, Hi, Shauna. I'm at a crossroads because of my serious boyfriend and I see financial planning and money differently. My boyfriend is successful at his job. He's a 1099 and definitely makes way more money than I do. But he does not see the importance of putting money into retirement or a high-yield savings account. Instead, he values paying off his hefty student loans ASAP. Sound familiar? (laughs) However, he also has lots of other payments, rent, car insurance, high taxes, etc. With all his expenses, it's hard to see advancement on reducing his student loans. Which leads me to my question— Am I wrong to think that having him put some money in a high-yield savings account could help him to pay off his student loans faster due to compounding growth? Do you have any advice on how best to tackle high student loan debt? 
I'm lucky to not have student loans, but his financial burdens and successes are important to me. If I'm correct about the savings account growth, do you have any advice of how I could work to talk with him about this? Thanks for all the amazing advice. I love listening. Anonymous, this is a doozy question (laughs) with a lot of layers, just like the first question. But my first thought is, have you had regular money discussions with your boyfriend so you can figure out why he doesn't value savings right now? I know this is hard and tricky, but it's so important if you move from boyfriend to marriage or boyfriend to whatever commitment level you're going to move to, you've got to understand each other. And I understand how complex, tricky it is to navigate all of those, you know, dynamics, particularly when you're dating, because it can feel like shaky ground. Like you may notice something about your partner and maybe they don't notice it about themselves. And so you really, really, really want to say something to them, but you know, it's probably not going to go over very well. Or look, maybe it's just something you don't want to deal with. So if we don't want to deal with our own finances, if we don't want to come to a place where we understand our own mistakes and grow ourselves, how in the world are we ever going to expect anybody else to do it? So the first thing is, you know, having this awareness about yourself. And hopefully if you are listening to this podcast, you do. I mean, we talk about money, right? (laughs) We try and get things out into the open. So there's no hiding here, but it's hard. It's, it's a uncomfortable, complex conversation. And oftentimes You just don't know the words to even bridge that gap. But the understanding piece is really important. I'm going to get into that in in just a little bit. But let's just take this from like a practical standpoint. So absolutely, a high-yield savings account is going to always be in my recommendations almost across the board because of the simple reason that you're earning more on your savings. So I always ask this question. I know I've asked this a lot on the podcast, but would you walk past a $20 bill if it was just laying on the floor? Like nobody else around. It didn't belong to anybody else. No, you'd pick it up. Please tell me you'd pick it up. Please tell me you'd pick it up. I would pick it up. (laughs) So I'm not going to judge you if you pick it up too, but I hope you would because it's the same principle with a high yield savings account. Banks savings accounts at banks are earning nothing, literally nothing. The only reason you have one at a bank, and I have one at a bank too. I also have a high yield savings account. I have a couple high yield savings accounts, but I do have one at a bank and I keep a really small kind of like pad in that so I can easily and quickly move it into my bank account if there's some crazy emergency that pops up. But my system, usually every month, is I move money from my bank account into my bank savings account, and I know it's just going to sit there temporarily, then I roll it into my high-yield savings account. You could roll it directly to your high-yield savings account. I don't care. I'm just just telling you what I do. But I know the money that's parked in my bank savings account is not really doing me any justice. It's not going anywhere. It's not even, it's not even close to chipping away at the inflation rate. It's it's terrible. 
It's just sitting there. And I know I got to do something with that money. So if I log on to my bank app and I see a rather large balance in my savings, I'm like, okay, okay, I got to stop here. I got to deal with it. (laughs) It's got to go somewhere. So you could argue that having savings in a high yield savings account is better than regular savings and that it would help him get closer to paying off the student loans. But if he's draining that account, that high yield savings account each month for his payment for his student loans, it's not doing him anything. It really isn't. He might as well just keep it into his bank savings account because he's taking the money out every single month. He's not getting any of the benefit of the interest rate. He would have to consistently save and build up money in that account. Hope that, hope that makes sense. But when you're paying off debt, I get it. It's super hard to focus on anything else. In fact, it can, it can take over your whole brain. Uh, you know, just think back to our question from DJ. He really wants those student loans paid off. And I really, really understand that. So I go back to the smart debt conversation. You know, this is a personal decision. If your student loans are under 7% and the market is returning more, then you may want to consider even a double strategy. Maybe you can pay off your student loans, but not as aggressively, so you can invest as well. So the idea is you're going in both directions. You're paying off, but you're also growing at the same time. And that growth is really important, even if it's just a small amount of money that you're putting into saving for retirement or high yield to anything that's growing upwards, it's a positive. It doesn't have to be a ton of money, but, you know, think of like a teeter totter, you know, when you, when you kind of get to the, both people get to the middle and the teeter totter, it levels out. So if you can think of it the same way, like you're, you're, you're trying to do both, you're obviously trying to pay off that debt and you're pay, trying to pay it off the smartest way possible by attacking either the smallest debt first or the highest interest rate. And you've got to have a strategy and the strategy is super key because the strategy is a strategy, <laughs> right? You don't, you don't go into running a marathon or any big thing that you want to achieve without a strategy. You got to know how to attack this thing. And that's the same principle when it comes to paying off debt. Another side note, you know, as a 1099 to 1099er, so I'm talking his, his vocabulary here, saving for taxes, business expenses, etc. it's key. And I set a foundation budget. So I know kind of what my bottom line is that I have to make each month just to cover my have to pay expenses. And then I also add in a pad for taxes, any yearly expenses like car insurance, etc. Then the months where I make a lot more, the money goes into a goals savings account or, you know, I add more to retirement or debt payoff or something. It's got a direction of where it's going. So, you know, he should be aiming to save at least ah, 20 to 30% of every dollar he makes for taxes each month in a separate tax savings account. So you aren't tempted to spend it. Don't put it with your regular savings. It's like playing with fire. (laughs) Trust me. I know I've done this, made this mistake myself. So it's all about finding the right balance when you're a 1099 er Even if you make a lot of money, it still can be tricky. But to wrap back around, you know, I would encourage you to keep asking questions. Keep having regular money dates. These don't have to be taxing or boring or stressful. Do something fun. Go to happy hour. 
Maybe it's when you're, you know, out at the beach or you're at a bonfire or you're playing a game you both like. I whatever it is that you can add on to an activity that you already like to do, it will make having a money date, quote unquote, a lot easier and it'll go by quick. You know, it's just it's a dialogue. I think if we just thought about it as a dialogue as a conversation rather than some sort of judgment that you're posing on the other person, it would make it a lot more fruitful is, is the word I can think about. But when you get real and raw about what's important to your to you both and knowing also, keeping it in the back of your head, he's got his own money journey and his own story that he's bringing, good or not good, it is what it is. And so are you. So we all have it. If you're in a relationship, you know, we've got to have grace to take the other person's story into the decision-making to avoid fighting or hiding money or hiding expenses. All of those qualities that, you know, you you really don't want to have in your relationship and understanding, or at least just trying to understand is really key. I mean, he may have this, this deep, a personal fear about having debt. Maybe he doesn't even know what to do with all this. Maybe he doesn't even know how to come up with a strategy of attack. Maybe you could be super helpful in the relationship by bringing some light and guidance without the judgment piece. And when you come at it with that direction with like, hey, I just want to help you and I really want to understand you. I want to understand the decisions you make because it's important that you understand me and I understand you because if we're going to go any further with this this relationship and this money stuff, you have to have that understanding. It doesn't mean that you're always going to feel like your partner is making the best decision. Great. He or she's going to not always feel like you're making the most beneficial money decision. But if you can have in your back of your head like an understanding of maybe why that person is doing something, it's going to help you provide better guidance. That's just my two cents. It's what's worked for me. And it really has brought peace and a graceful understanding to that we're in this together and to making money decisions in a, in a really impactful way. So I'd love to answer your question on our next Ask Shauna episode or in our regular episodes. Remember, you can always send me an anonymous question. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't judge. I just love to answer your questions. There's a link in the show notes that you can go to to send me a question. Would absolutely love to hear from you. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being on this journey. We'll be back on Friday for a brand new Millennial Money podcast episode. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media. And please, if you have not left a review for the podcast, I would so appreciate your review. Good or not so good. Hopefully it's good. (laughs) I like the good ones. The good ones help us. But it doesn't matter. I would just love from here from you and we can continue to make the podcast better and better and grow from here. Great. 
Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.